Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Couch Rotato Podcast. On today's show, I'm joined by producer Adam as him and I give our reactions to the latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Thor, Love and Thunder. Him and I also break down what's going on with Marvel's Phase 4 of the MCU, why it's been a little lackluster, and what we think they need to do to fix things. Adam and I also touch a little bit on James Caan, who recently passed away, kind of give our thoughts on what movies of his you should revisit to celebrate his life and his career. So, after the guitar riff, the Couch Rotato Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Couch Potato Podcast. I am Russ. Uh, usually I'm joined by my co-host Lucas, but Lucas is unable to join us this week as that son of a bitch COVID has invaded his house. So he's a little under the weather. So buddy, get well soon. We'll see you next week. But as always, I get the perfect replacement. Producer Adam's on the show. Welcome back to the show, Producer Adam. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, what's happening your way? Anything new and exciting? Uh, nothing new and exciting, although uh, we did see a, uh, a newer movie this uh, past week, and uh, I think that's what we're here to talk about. Yep. Uh, yeah, we uh, the gang got together. We went and seen Thor Love and Thunder on Thursday, uh, and that is the purpose of today's episode. We're going to give our thoughts and reaction to the uh, the newest adventure for the almighty God of Thunder, Thor. Uh, before we start, though, a uh, little sad news report on uh, Wednesday. Uh, famous movie tough guy James Caan passed away at the age of 80, I think it was 82, 83. He was, uh, of course, my notes don't have it. But, uh, yeah, notorious uh, movie tough guy, uh, probably best known for his role as Sonny in The Godfather. Uh, Adam, do you have a favorite James Con role? Uh, probably uh, him in The Godfather is my favorite role of his. Yeah, I mean, that's... Sonny was the character that you... I mean, he was a hothead, but you almost kind of wanted him to take over for Marlon Brando. <laughs> I mean, probably one of the best supporting characters in movie history, I think. Uh has a very gnarly death, and when I go to Toll Boost at this day, I still kind of get a little apprehensive just waiting for, like, a bunch of dudes with guns to... <laughs> um, but, yeah, just uh, going over his uh, filmography real quick. Uh, he was Paul Sheldon in Misery, which I completely forgot about that movie until I listened to a podcast last week, which actually came out the day before he passed away. That's an incredible movie. Most of our listeners are probably going to remember him as Buddy the Elf's dad and elf. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's got such an awesome filmography, especially check out some of his uh, older stuff. He did a movie with Michael Mann called Thief, where he plays a uh, safe cracker with a code of conduct, and he kind of betrays his own code of conduct to kind of get, like, a big job to get out of the game. He's awesome in that. Uh, I discovered him actually in a, my grandpa was an old Western fan and he was in a John Wayne Western called El Dorado with Robert Mitchum. And he was a character in Mississippi and that, uh, he was in Rollerball, which awesome movie from the seventies. Do not watch that shitty remake they did a few years ago. (laughs) Um, he was also in a movie called the gambler, which they made a shitty remake with Mark Wahlberg a few years ago too. So. Yeah, man, uh, James Conn was uh, one of a kind. Uh, sad to see him go. Son Scott does a lot of stuff, too. I think he was in that Hawaii Five O television show. Is that thing still on the air? Uh, I don't know. I know uh, CBS was just like, you know what? We're just going to quit trying to create anything original. We're just going to make NCIS, CSI, and we're going to make a remake a bunch of old shows. I think that's the trend nowadays is trying to get that nostalgia factor in uh, literally every form of media. Yeah, just leave it alone. I mean, don't why screw up a good thing? Right. Um, but yeah, uh, once you go see uh, Thor Love and Thunder Gang, please do yourself a favor. A lot of James Conn's movies are on streaming. You can find them on Paramount+, Plus, HBO Max, you can rent them on iTunes, Vudu, wherever you get your movies. So, yeah, do yourself a favor. Check out some of his old stuff. It's well worth it. 
So I'm misery later. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Have you ever seen Thief? Uh, I have seen Thief. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. Thief is awesome. Really good movie. I think that's the first thing I I went and uh, checked out after I found out he had passed was that because I I seen that a long time ago and I hadn't had a chance to watch it in a while and I'd seen they put yeah. it on HBO Max and I always seem oh. to start it at like ten thirty at night. <laughs> which I'm uh, I might watch that too. Yeah, I'm pretty much uh, in old man territory now where I sit in my chair and I end up falling asleep at like 11 o'clock. Got to watch my programs. My programs? Mother, can you get me the TV guide and the remote control? <laughs> All right, well, yeah, do yourself a favor. Go check out James Con stuff after you listen to this episode. You go see Thor, Love, and Thunder. But without further ado, we'll get to the meat and bones of this episode. Uh, our reactions to Thor, Love and Thunder, which uh, came out on Thursday, did $143 million this weekend, which is, uh, I think, the third highest grossing movie of the pandemic era. Yeah. Uh, give you folks a quick rundown uh, before you listen any further, I, Adam and I plan on spoiling a lot in this movie. So if you have not seen Thor Love and Thunder, please wait, go see the movie, then come back and listen to what you, uh, we thought of it. You know what? You should probably put like a spoiler, like a an alert of some kind right before we start this. You can do that. You know, go spoiler, 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 you know, a siren or some shit. That'd be kind of cool or annoying. I'll find something. Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, we are going to get into Thor. So this is your last opportunity to stop, go see the movie, come back and revisit, uh, get our thoughts on the movie. Uh, this movie, uh, basically, uh, let me find the uh, synopsis here. I had it and then I clicked back and now I'm trying to. Okay, there we go. All right. Well, Gore who's played by Christian Bale, uh, is uh, found, the movie starts out, uh, him and his daughter, Love, are basically trying to survive on a deserted island. Uh, his daughter basically passes away due to starvation, and then uh, he finds himself in this oasis with his god, Rapu. I think it's, is it Rapu or Rapu? Yeah, something like that. All right, well, uh, basically, Christian Bale's telling him how he worships you know, the ground he walks on, you know, that's his God. And basically, Rapu just like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. You know, you're here to basically suffer for me. Uh, they discover a sword, the uh, the Necro sword, which is uh, kind of this black magic sword, uh, calls out to uh, Gore. He picks it up, stabs Rapu, and basically he is taking an oath to wipe out the entire universe of the gods. So that becomes his mission. Uh, then, meanwhile, we see Thor, who uh, is with uh, our friends, the Guardians of the Galaxy, trying to save the universe after they kind of complete their mission in spectacular fashion, which you know there's going to be shit that gets destroyed with the Guardians and Thor working together. Uh, they <laughs> find a distress signal from Sif, who is back after uh, not – she wasn't in Thor Ragnarok, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, no, she was uh, off-world somewhere, yeah. They find a distress signal from her. She's basically telling them that Gore is on his way to destroy New Asgard, so the Guardians and Thor part ways. Thor's headed to New Asgard. Then it cuts to Earth where we find out the returning Jane Foster, who also is not in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, we find out she's got stage 4 cancer, Uh Kind of goes through this montage of her trying to find a cure for herself. And then she uh, basically, as a last bastion of hope, goes to New Asgard, hoping that Mjolnir will be able to help cure her cancer. And then uh, we find out that Thor has put some kind of spell on that where basically Jane will get the powers of the hammer as well. Um, then uh, we... You know, skip through a little bit. Uh, Gore decides he's going to attack New Asgard. Thor is already there. We get a little bit of a uh, battle scene. This is where Thor and Jane meet up. Jane has now become the mighty Thor. She's mm -hmm. wielding the hammer. She has the same powers as Thor. Rocking the classic outfit with the helmet and the cape. Um, 
So that was actually kind of a, a cool moment. Uh, let me scroll down here a little bit. Uh, they are able to uh, push Gore back, but not before he captures the children of New Asgard and takes them to the Dark Realm. Or the Shadow Realm, sorry. I don't know why I called it the Dark Realm. It's been a long day, guys. He takes these children to the Shadow Realm. Uh, so uh, Thor, Jane, Gore, and Valkyrie come up with a plan to get to enlist the help of the gods so they travel to uh, Omnipotent City to seek the help of Zeus. And then Zeus basically tells him he's not going to help him out. A little battle ensues there. They steal Zeus's lightning bolt. Uh, they also uh, they destroy Gore except for his face, which I thought was kind of disappointing. Korg. 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 I don't know why I keep calling him that. Like, I don't know, like this... Marvel Cinematic Wiki's got shit misspelled, too. Uh, so, uh, they take the Shadow Realm, of course. Uh, Valkyrie is injured. Korg is injured as well. Uh, they find out that Mjolnir basically takes the strength from Jane when she's not wielding it, so it's making her sicker and weaker. So, she can't help him out. They come up with a plan to where Thor is going to battle gore by himself a uh, really cool moment where they take the kids they give them the power of thor uh do you want to take over i'm not good at reading these summaries i didn't oh yeah no it's 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 cool yeah they they take over they get to choose like their weapon which is like anything they pick up basically uh thor gives them a pep talk tells them that they're children of Asgard. Um, even if they're not children of Asgard today, they're Asgardians, and they get to fight like Asgardians. Uh, so uh, they end up fighting along with Thor to get him to um, uh, Stormbreaker, which is the key to eternity, um, where uh, Gore is trying to get to because he wants to make a wish uh, to eternity, which um, for those who aren't aware... Eternity is um, one of the the most uh, powerful beings in all of the Marvel Universe. Um, I'm surprised they actually showed Eternity like they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, in the Marvel comics, they have, like, sort of a human shape, kind of like Eternity did in the movie. But, like, they're shapeless, I guess. I don't know. It's It was weird. It was cool seeing. Uh, but, um Eventually, uh, Gore gets to Eternity um, after um, Jane um, destroys his Necrosword. Uh, the gate still open, so he stumbles through wounded, um, and um, Jane and Thor uh, go after him. And uh, while Jane is dying because the uh, she breaks the hammer as a sacrifice to uh, destroy the Necrosword. So she's dying uh, more quickly, and um, Gore is about to make his wish uh, to eternity, and um, they plead to uh, Gore's human. Oh, well, I guess he's not really. Uh, he's a humanoid, I guess. They they plead to his humanity, um, and like say, choose love, don't choose hatred, don't choose the evil. Um, and instead of wishing for all the gods to die, he wishes for his daughter back. And um, she comes back. Uh, Gore dies. Um, and Jane dies and uh, floats off into um, nothingness like Odin did, just turned into dust. And uh, Thor is left with love, Gore's daughter. Um, and he promises Gore that he's going to take care of her. Um, and we are met with a, uh, a montage scene afterwards where um, we get to see the uh, Asgardians uh, reunited with the children, um, and uh, Korg is giving the, uh, the story of love and thunder because of the god of thunder and his uh, new adoptive uh, daughter, Love. Which you know it ended pretty well. I think it. Uh, I think it. I was thinking that they were going to save Jane, but I thought it ended pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Then I uh, got a couple co- post credit scenes. First one is uh, during the battle of uh, when uh, you think that Zeus has been killed by his own thunder, his lightning bolt. Turns out he's alive, uh, basically. And then he ends up summoning an old pal. Turns out it's Hercules, who's played by Roy Kent himself from you Ted Lasso fans, Brent Goldstein. Yep. And then uh, the second one is uh, after Jane passes away. Uh, theme of the movie is uh, if uh, you basically when you die in battle you are sent to Valhalla turns out Jane ends up in Valhalla after she uh, passes away she meets uh, Hemdal who's played by Idris Elba Mm -hmm. that was the second post credit scene so uh, let me ask you uh, so what are your thoughts man what do you think of Thor uh, Love and Thunder uh before we get away from the end credit scenes, I got uh, two things I wanted to, to add to um, the scene in Valhalla. Oh, uh, go ahead. It was sort of trying to recapture the goofiness of Ragnarok, and um, I thought it would have been funny if we saw, um, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Thor's warrior buddy that lost her arm. I can't Sif. remember Thank you. Well, she's training the kids been... in New Asgard. Right. I thought it would have been funny if Sif's arm was in, involved. Oh, yeah. Like, like, you just kind of seen it, like, off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's mentioned earlier. She's trying to uh, – Thor uh, uh, basically saves her, and she's basically waiting to die out, and it turns out she didn't die in battle. Yeah. So she's not going to Valhalla if she passes away on that planet, so she comes back. So. <laughs> and – um uh, I was thinking, oh, well, what if they show Odin because he went to Valhalla? And I was like, eh, no, they're not going to get Anthony Hopkins because he's too expensive. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Thor Ragnarok was uh, Anthony Hopkins. All right, peace peace out. I'm done. Yeah, Where's my check? And then I think Thor Love and Thunder was Natalie Portman's. All right, peace out. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, Movie too. Uh, so, so what, what did you think of Thor Love and Thunder? Thor Love and Thunder was um, – now, when we spoke about it after the movie, everybody gave their initial impressions of, meh, you know, it was okay, which seems to be the um, going rate of all the Phase 4 Marvel movies. Uh, but my initial reaction was I enjoyed it, and – I, that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. It's like, this is enjoyable to watch. This is fun. It's a fun, you know, superhero movie, which is what the Marvel movies have been, is fun superhero movies, especially, like, in the beginning phases. Like, they didn't have coherence somewhat. You know, they they didn't do the, the whole Thanos thing until a little bit later. Mm-hmm. They were fun superhero movies. And so in looking at it like that, it was great. It was fine. It was a it was a Marvel movie. Um, I think uh, right now we've been spoiled with uh, having them be all be interconnected in a Marvel Cinematic Universe. So when people are like, "Well, how does this fit? Why is it like you know seem so detached? Why is it you know?" It was good. It was fun. I liked it. Yeah, I I thought it was uh, solid. Um... I think I said in our summer movie preview episode, which you can find on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, the cheap plug of the night, um, I thought that this one had a, a, the potential to be disappointing a little bit. And I think yeah. that was the case. I mean, uh, especially coming after, like, Ragnarok is considered by most, including myself, one of the top-tier Marvel movies that they've produced. Uh, it was just a really fun, different take on the character, and it kind of it showcased the best of what Chris Hemsworth offers, which I think with the first two movies, Chris Hemsworth didn't really get to show off what makes him you know, captivating on screen. He's got a lot of comedic, good comedic timing, and mm-hmm. he didn't get to really show that off in the first two, and now he got a chance to show that yeah. off in Ragnarok. And I think I was expecting something similar, but I think with Thor Love and Thunder, I think they try to be – there's too many different uh, movie genres they try to mash up. Like it yeah. tries to be a rom-com. It tries to be a horror movie, which I will tell you right now, gore, some of that 
shit with him is frightening, especially seen on the big screen and like in the black yeah. and white. That's pretty cool. Um, and it tries to be an action movie, and sometimes I think they try to insert jokes for the the sake of inserting inserting them. So I mean, like it was good. I would say in the Phase Four universe, it's probably one of the better movies they've done. But it was, I think, it was a touch disappointing. I can see that. And that's what I was saying before. It's like we've been spoiled with all these, um, you know, interconnected, enormous, multiversal uh, superhero movies uh, that, you know, have these giant reveals or these twists that are that's what, we're in the era of spoilers. Like, oh, don't don't tell me about the movie. I want to watch the movie. And like when it just is a movie about Thor and, you know, Jane and it's OK. <laughs> You know, it's a it's a movie. Well, it was I enjoyed. I think in the the phase four between was this the f- sixth movie in phase four because we had Spider Man, Shang Chi, Black Widow. The yeah, this is the sixth one, right? Yeah. And yeah. on top of that, like you've had the TV shows, we've had what five or six television shows now. Yeah, and I, I think, think with those, it's just okay, like, what is this leading to? It doesn't seem to be any kind of, like, it's not leading to anything. I think what they're trying to do, um, which is okay, but not so much in this era, like, back when the original movies were being made and it wasn't apparent that they were going to do an interconnected universe, like, it took a while to make each individual movie. Like, we we had years in between movies. Mm Mm-hmm. And nowadays we have streaming, we have these movies that are being made one right after the other because they have the backing of Disney's giant wallet and they want to make more money, they want to print more money. So we get all of this content all at once instead of, you know, with years in between and we expect it to go somewhere sooner. Mm -hmm. And I think what Disney's trying to do is they're trying to, um, and this is just my speculation, they're trying to make it so that you can watch the movies and have that be the phase four without having a Disney plus subscription and having the, the shows just be spin off extra stuff that might connect the movies and might enhance your experience a little bit, but you don't have to watch them to know where it's going. So mm-hmm. I think like, if you shoved the shows out of the way, even so, this phase is kind of lackluster. But oh, I again, think it's been extremely lackluster. It, it, again, like, we're getting lots of movies all at once rather than years in between. So Yeah, I mean, some of that has to do with, you know, the pandemic pushed what we didn't really get anything Marvel-oriented till what, July of last year? Right. And that slowed it down a lot too. Yeah, I when we went from, uh, you know, not because they've gone from what it used to be like what three movies a year maybe, mm-hmm. and now what in since July of in a year a calendar year we've gotten six movies. Yeah, and that might be why we feel like it's not going anywhere too, because like they planned it out. They, they plan it out seven years ahead of time. Mm-hmm. That's that's what Kevin Feige says. Like, seven years ahead of time, that's how far we plan out. And so we're getting all of the stuff that we missed, but we're getting it all at once, so it feels like it's not going anywhere. We're going, like, 60 miles an hour, but covering, like, three miles of road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, because uh, I think – I don't know when – the phase six is going to be over. I would imagine it's probably either with Wakanda forever or the upcoming Ant-Man. Cause I think Ant-Man and the wasp, that third movie is going to be in February. Yeah. My math is right. But yeah, I don't know. It just, I think with the exception of Spider-Man, no way home, it's just cause you, and I think that works so well because you got the, the spider verse, but right. I don't know. It's the way this is going. It, it really hasn't like, I'm not wow. Like I'm not really wowed when I go to the movies. Like I, I know we'd go see like in game, like, Holy shit. 
that was so fucking awesome. And now it's just like, okay, that was cool. You know, it was a good time at the movie theater, but like, yeah, it's not as, it's not as impactful. Yeah. And I think that's also like, we're coming off of a, uh, a 20, what is it? 20 years or, yeah, it was like a 20, uh, or 10 years. I'm sorry. Yeah. 10 10 year build. uh, Yeah. 20 movie crescendo. It feels like it's been 20 years of these, like phase four (laughs) stuff. Got those flip flopped. Uh, yeah, no, it's like, it's, gone uphill and then suddenly we have a steep drop off because mm-hmm. we have to back up again. So it kind of feels like that too. Like, um, we don't have a big bad guy yet. We, we had Thanos in the last, uh, like in the infinity war saga, we don't have a big bad in this one yet. And people, uh, again, spoiler alerts for people that haven't watched anything um, uh, recently Marvel-related, but we have uh, Kingpin um, from Daredevil. We have Kang. We have uh, um, anybody from Spider-Man now. Uh, if you haven't seen Spider-Man, please go watch it. I'm sorry I'm spoiling it for you. but Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that came the... out in December. It's been seven months. Right. But anybody from Spider-Man, especially uh, Kingpin, like he was originally a Spider-Man villain. Um, we, we don't have any like huge uh, bad guys like Galactus or anything. Everybody's been speculating Dr. Doom, but they haven't even done a Fantastic Four movie yet. We've gotten um, Mr. Fantastic, but that's it. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's no real direction it's going. And I know for me too is, uh, I mean, I, I enjoy these movies for the most part, but I don't, I'm not a, like I'd say a comic book reader. Like I used to be as a kid, but like, I haven't really gotten into it in a while. I mean, honestly, like most of these characters, I could probably speak for a good portion of, uh, the seven people listen to our show. I mean, do you really know or care about most of these characters that have been in this? I mean, everybody knows Thor. Everybody knows Doctor Strange. Everybody knows Spider-Man. But, like, I mean, Shang-Chi was really good. But, like, honestly, how many people were, like, super amped up to see Shang-Chi? I mean, I think, they had an audience because it did very well at the, the box office. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that they – Disney really breathed new life into that character, too, because it's – He's one of the B or C list Marvel superheroes. I would say he's a C list for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's got his dad as the Mandarin, and the Mandarin's a big bad villain. And um, but like, yeah, he's okay. I now when I went to see Shang Chi, like that's probably my favorite movie of this phase, besides Spider Man. I'm not counting Spider Man. Um, I was going to say, man, you might want to, you sure. <laughs> favorite new, uh, new edition, I, I should say. Mm-hmm. And, um, I went into that movie not expecting anything. And I, I came out like really, really surprised, especially like it's the best Kung Fu movie I've seen in a really, really long time. If you go into it, just expecting it to be a martial arts movie, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. That one I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I know I kind of wanted to see it when it came out, and then I think my wife and I went seen it. Like, hell, it had been in theaters for over a month by the time I got to see it. But, yeah, I, I came away uh, pleasantly surprised by that one. But, I mean, like, you know, the Eternals, I, I respect what they tried yeah. to do, but I think it just ultimately just kind of fell a little flat. Yeah. Um, a Black Widow, I think, honestly, like, looking back now after watching it again, I think it was really you didn't need to make a Black Widow movie after she had passed away in Endgame. I mean, I think that would have been more of a, that should have been more of a phase two type of movie. Um, I think they just, uh, they realized they made a mistake and they were trying to give her her dues. And then, and then the real world uh, (laughs) battle between her and Disney (laughs) popped up. That was, Mm -hmm. you know, life imitates art. Um, But I mean, (laughs) Realistically, though, I I think, at least for me, I think these movies are really going to fall flat until, like, 
because it seems like they're following kind of like the similar formula. I'm at the point now where I'm really just all right. When are we going to get? When are we going to get the Fantastic Four? When are we going to get the X Men? When are we going to get Deadpool? Because I think getting especially the X Men into it opens up a whole new like yeah. opens up so many different avenues they could take. The, the movies. Hey, if uh, if Sir Ian McKellen is uh, is vibrant enough to do another another superhero movie, I'm okay with Magneto being the big bad. <laughs> Fuck, bring Fassbender. I always liked his yeah. version of uh, Magneto as well, but they'll probably end up recasting like all, all new people for that. Especially now that uh, spoiler alert. But if you're already listening, you've probably already seen it. But uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Doctor Strange, go watch it. It's on Disney Plus now. But uh, I think with those characters that they brought in for the uh, the Illuminati scene in, uh, in the, mal- or the, the Multiverse of Madness, I don't think we're getting Patrick Stewart as Professor X. I honestly now, I don't think Krasinski's going to be Mr. Fantastic now. Really? Yeah, so? I don't know. I, I just, I have a feel like I've just... Because I, I watched Doctor Strange again not too long ago, and like I don't know, like it just seems like Krasinski is the Doctor was the Mister Fantastic in that universe, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get somebody else in our realm. Yeah. I think that was mostly done as fan service because he was kind of the uh, like the 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 number one pick for uh, Mister Fantastic. I don't know. We might see him later on as Mr. Fantastic. I wouldn't be mad if he was. Oh, no. I actually, I would like to see him as Mr. Fantastic, too. But, yeah, yeah, just the the phase four has just been kind of lackluster for me. Just, like, I appreciate, like, I thought Thor Love and Thunder was the best chance to kind of right the ship. Yeah. Because, like, with... Wakanda Forever, which is coming out in November, like I have no clue what the hell's going to go on with that. Because, yeah. I mean, Chadwick Boseman not being T'Challa is like, okay, where is this franchise going to go? And I mean, I'm excited for Black Panther because I liked the first one, but I'm not excited for Black Panther because we don't have T'Challa and we also. Like, I I can't base my excitement off of the first movie. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the the biggest downfalls of anybody going to see a, a sequel to anything is, oh man, I bet it's gonna be great, and then no, oh, well, it wasn't as great as the first one. Uh, I think the trailer, whenever that comes out, would be the determining factor on whether I go see that like opening opening day, yeah. opening weekend, or whether I like okay, I'll wait a couple weeks to yeah. go see it. Yeah. Um, and go ahead. I think that, uh, honestly, uh, from just, you know, poking around on different uh, social media sites and, and forums and things like that, I think the general consensus is uh, agreeing with us on most of these points. Uh, but they seem to have it in their head that um, the Ant Man and the Lost movie is where we're going to be introduced to the big bad and everything's going to magically flow i don't see how maybe with the quantum realm or something like that or something between like you know the loki tv show and the quantum realm or uh, i don't i honestly don't know but that's when they seem to think that everything's gonna make sense and i don't know if i'm willing to wait that long because then we'll have to go on like another five-year journey or six-year journey to get to the end of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It just, I, I think that it almost makes me wonder sometimes with like them producing all this content. Now I know that some of the, the shows were produced during the pandemic before the pandemic. They just didn't get them out in time, but it just makes me wonder if like now they're like starting to overextend themselves and it's like, they're trying to piece like, okay, like they're losing track of, the bigger picture, you know, because try to keep yeah. shit straight. Yeah. Um, I'd agree with that. Uh, so, like, what do you think? Uh, 
like, what would you like to see done in phase four to kind of right the ship? I personally think it's too late now. I think they're at the point now where it's like, unless I think secret invasion is coming out this year. Yeah. Now I think that has potential to be really good. And I think that could also set the foundation for what's coming up next in the whole MCU. But like, I don't know. What do you think that they need to do? Um, they need to introduce the X-Men or at least some of them. Uh, fantastic four movie needs to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with the fantastic four and the X-Men, uh, they need to make the connection between the Loki TV show, uh, Spider-Man and, um, multiverse of madness because they've introduced the multiverse at this point. They've introduced, um, timelines and uh you know being able to skip between them so they need to make that all coherent Uh, the reason why i think they introduced them to begin with is just so that they could use whichever character and whatever movie and it makes sense because multiverse Mm -hmm. you know which you know good for disney but make it make sense you know so they need to connect all of those movies make it make sense uh, introduce a big bad. Heck, make it Doctor Doom from the Fantastic Four movie. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just introduce something that everybody can unite against, so that we can get the Avengers back together. Yeah, I th- I think that's was well, yeah. I think they they need to get somewhere. It's like okay, like I appreciate the Thor side adventures. Like I appreciate the side adventure with. Doctor Strange, I like the fact they're introducing new characters, but like you've got to get to a fucking point at some time. At some point, it's like, what yeah. is the purpose of these outside just telling these little stories? And yeah, they're introducing uh, younger superheroes, and they're probably going to do the Young Avengers. Cool, make it coherent, please. <laughs> now, if they would do something like that, I would be all all on board if they did the Young Avengers. Like, you got Kate Bishop and Yelena, and I don't know who else is in that. Yeah. That group, but I'd be fucking totally cool with that. I mean, yeah. I... Honestly, I'd rather see something like that versus the Eternals, because, like... I don't know, like... I th- well, <laughs> I've said the execution's been... Uh, yeah. Poor. About that. I know we've kind of, like, kind of sidetracked a little bit getting into the Phase 4 stuff. We'll go back to that uh, later, but we'll bring it back into Thor Love and Thunder. I mean, like, what did you enjoy about the movie? What was, like, because I, I know, like, I kind of shit on, for me, you said you liked it. I said it It was kind of so, a mismatch of different genres. But what what stood out in it Thor? Was, it, was, it was a mishmash of certain genres. Um, uh, I enjoyed it for being just fun to watch. There wasn't a... a a moment in there where it was slow or boring for me. Um, sometimes you'll get that in, in big epic action movies where there's a slow point and they're talking or you're, I, I always reference star Wars, but, uh, you know, you get the Senate hearings. Cool. I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Take me back to fighting monsters, please. Uh, that's basically yeah. What like I don't want I don't want Senate ramblings. If I wanted that, I'd watch the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> right. We we need a we need lightsaber go burr. Um, <laughs> so so uh, that's what I liked about Thor is there was constant action. There was uh, a fight in a lot pretty much every scene. Um, it was uh, basically. If it were a written thing, all of the text would be a fight, and then it would be just um, punctuated by scenes of uh, character development. Mm. Action, 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 punctuation of character development, action, action. So I liked that flow. And then um, I really liked just the characters in it. Uh, Gore was really creepy. I didn't expect Christian Bale to do very well as the villain, but he was really good villain i really it was really surprising i enjoyed him uh, i liked his motivations yeah yeah and um i just liked his character design too he was really creepy to look at mm-hmm. um especially in the black and white yeah yeah and uh the 
his weapon was really cool. The Necrosword has a cool name. Um, I really liked uh, the introduction of other gods um, from, you know, other uh, religions and, and cultures and stuff like that and, and bringing that into the Marvel Universe. Um, it, it is mentioned in the comic books, and the, I like the way that Marvel has made them uh, cosmic beings and, you know, they're superheroes to the sense of just humans, but, you know, they're, um, I didn't like the fact that, uh, it's basically ripping off, uh, God of War with Hercules <laughs> as, the, I mean, Hercules is in Marvel. Yeah. But like just the way that they're advertising it in this movie makes me feel like this is God of War from PS4. Mm-hmm. Like, Thor Thor is Kratos, and he's going to go kill all the gods next. <laughs> well, from what I've read about Hercules in the Marvel Universe, he's more of how Thor, Thor is now. And then the actor that's playing him, uh, Brett Goldstein, which, like, if you haven't watched uh, Ted Lasso, I don't know what which you're waiting for. It's fantastic. But uh, his character, Roy Kent, is a very dry, no-nonsense, taking-care-of-business type of guy, which is how Thor is kind of supposed to be in the comic book. So I'm kind of curious to see how, if if they do anything with Hercules, that's another issue I have, and I'll talk about that in a minute with the, the Phase 4. But I'm curious to see how that, that goes, too. Like, are they, you know, is it going to be like, okay – Hercules is a fish out of water, and he kind of has to be serious because he doesn't know his way, and then he eventually, like, loosens up, and as he becomes more comfortable in his surroundings, he becomes the Hercules of the comic books. I don't know. I don't, well, as long as it's uh, better than Kevin Sorbo, uh, which isn't a very big benchmark to, to pass, but... Uh. <laughs> or, uh, uh, well, The Rock was Hercules, too. Oh, yeah. Yes, he was. That's also not a very big benchmark. Yeah. Us. Sorry, Dwayne Johnson. That's, that was a terrible movie. Um, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that either. And I love The Rock, but... Yeah. Uh, but I also liked... Uh, I liked The Shadow Realm. I liked the uh, the black and white. I liked how it drained the color. That was a really cool effect. Um, the kids fighting was a really cool scene. It was visually fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Just the, like just watching it visually, like it had great visuals, great effects. Um, and uh, I, I kind of laughed at at the um, the mention of the Shadow Realm because I'm a nerd and I like anime. And the Shadow Realm is from an anime, and they send the souls of kids there, which was <laughs> which was funny for me. But nobody else. Only only you would get that. Like. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what the fuck's he <laughs> laughing at, man? Like, seriously, some kids got some kids got snapped fuck up. <laughs> got sent to the shadow realm. Um, but uh, I think that the the plot was pretty well thought out. It wasn't like contrived or anything. Uh, it was it was pretty it was pretty well thought about. And sometimes when you get like to the third or fourth movie, you like with the Jurassic Park movies, you have to contrive a plot. Like, how are we going to get these guys to the dinosaur islands this time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this was pretty well thought about beforehand, and it didn't seem like it was contrived at all. Yeah. Um, I know for me, like, I thought Christian Bale was fucking awesome as the villain. I know when I had seen it, I think I had mentioned something like I didn't really care about his story arc at first, but, like, I, I let it marinate for a little bit, and I thought about it. Uh, but yeah, Christian Bale and even Russell Crowe, like I think them two brought their A game for different reasons. Like Christian Bale, I think was channeling Heath Ledger a little bit. Heath Ledger's yeah. Joker. He had a lot of that that menacing, terrifying villain, which I think is lacked in the Marvel Cinematic Universe up to that point. I, I really, yeah. really dug his performance. Uh, Russell Crowe as Zeus is just hamming it up. And I fucking love it. Like, I've never seen really Russell Crowe perform in that manner. He's usually, like, dead serious. But, like, he is just, it looks like he's having a ball chewing up scenery. And I, I, like, I appreciated that. 
Although I'm worried about I'm worried about his weight fluctuation. Like he was pretty heavy <laughs> and unhinged, and it looks like he's dropped a little bit. But I, I just don't want him. I don't think he could do the Russell or the Christian Bale thing where he can just drop and add weight that quickly. Um, but well, I really dug worked. dug him. Yeah, uh, Chris or Chris Hemsworth. I I love his new take on Thor. He's always really good. Uh, but yeah, I, I really just I dug the performances. I just wish that they would have stuck with something more cohesive. Uh, yeah. I was a little disappointed though that we didn't get much of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, I think they were just kind of there as a reminder, like, hey, the, don't forget about the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, we're still a thing. Yeah, I think that uh, the reason why they did that was because um, you know they had to tie off loose ends, and so they might have had something larger planned but due to covid and like the way they had to restructure uh their release schedule that sort of thing they might have had like a way bigger role in thor and love and thunder or they might have even had like some other thing planned but they just had to cut it short mm-hmm. you know yeah i just uh or chris hemsworth or not chris hemsworth chris pratmas had another uh shitty amazon <laughs> thing to do too i don't know um but yeah, I was a little disappointed. Like uh, I was expecting a little bit more of them, but I guess it was enough to whet your appetite. I see why they were in there because essentially that's where we left Thor. Right. He was leaving with them, so I guess it made made some sense. But I was expecting maybe maybe they were going to be part of it a little more. I don't know. Um, and I, I I also really enjoyed. Uh, the scene where they were reenacting uh, Thor Ragnarok, and we got uh, Matt Damon and uh, another one of the Hemsworth brothers. I forget which one uh-huh. it is. And yeah. then Sam Neill. And then they mm-hmm. introduce, uh, you get a Melissa McCarthy cameo mm-hmm. as hell. I, I laughed out loud when that during that scene. <laughs> I thought that was hysterical when she came out. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's like stuff I really liked. I just... I think for nitpicks, I just I really wish they would have stuck with one thing. And I think honestly, with Thor, I think you've could have gone and like it. Like I honestly, I think some of the best stuff was the stuff with him and Jane, like that little montage of their relationship. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was like some of the best stuff in the movie. Like that was a perfect like rom com scenario and honestly they went in that horror direction with uh, Doctor Strange I mm-hmm. would have been okay if we would have gotten like Thor Love and Thunder became like a rom-com type of deal yeah because yeah. I, yeah, I thought that stuff really worked I think I was like the some of the best stuff in the movie but I don't know just I, I guess that's my biggest nitpick is it just like I think they try to incorporate too many genres and they just could settle mm-hmm. on one so it's like oh we'll just fucking throw them all together that, that's a that's a pretty good nitpick. I mean, they did throw a whole bunch of stuff together. Like I said, I enjoyed it anyways. But that my biggest nitpick, if I had to pick one, would honestly be Chris Hemsworth's performance. Really? Like, not necessarily his performance, but his uh, his character. Um, they they made Thor stupid. He's lived for a thousand years, and he still acts like he's dumb. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> He, he, uh, they did it in Ragnarok a little bit just to make him goofy, kind of, you know, to fit the, the genre, but he still wasn't an idiot in that movie. Mm-hmm. And this, he seemed like he was an idiot. And I didn't like that at all. Like, yeah, I, I, that kind of does make sense. Yeah, they, they kind of played him up as being stupid. It's like, like, he can be funny without being an idiot. Mm-hmm. He, they did it in Ragnarok. Like, that's funny, and he wasn't an idiot. Why are you making him an idiot in this movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a solid nitpick. Yeah, like, I, I did, now that I'm thinking about it, like, just some of the stuff that he did, like, even when he was talking to the kids, it just, like, it sounds like me trying to give a pep talk to kids. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, this guy's dumb. All right, well, hey, before we, uh, we're running a little short on time, we like to keep these... About an hour now, because uh, people don't like hearing us talk for more than an hour. Um, <laughs> I know, like one thing I want to touch on real quick too. When uh, you you brought up uh, Hercules, that's one another nitpick with Phase Four is 
like when are these like post credit like reveals going to eventually pay off? Because it's almost like they're just putting them in there for the sake of putting them in in, in there. It's like okay, when are we going to see Hercules? Uh, when are we going to see Kang is going to be in uh, the new Ant Man? So I guess that makes some sense, but that's not really a post credit reveal. That's like a whole episode devoted to him, but yeah. Um, even uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus in uh, Black Widow, like we got a little bit of her in uh, uh, the Winter Soldier and Falcon show, but that's nothing's come of that either. So, like, when's this shit gonna pay off? Like, when's we gonna get some these characters popping up and other stuff too? Right, and that goes back to you know, when's it all gonna be cohesive and make sense? Have when, some when... fucking cohesion, Marvel. Get to the point. Or you know give what? us the fucking they, X-Men. You know what they need? They need Jeff Lebowski's rug. They need the dude's rug. It pulls the room together. They need <laughs> they need the fucking rug. <laughs> oh, dude, If I don't know why. That would not make any sense at all for the, the dude to show up in an MCU movie, but I'd fucking like, all right, I'm down. What? <laughs> it pulls the room together. We need to pull the Marvel Adams and that universe together with the big Lebowski. Have rug. a road trip movie. It's... Thor and the big Lebowski together, man. I would just, no action, just like they somehow become neighbors in a small Nebraska town. Yeah. And it's just them on an adventure. Like, but yeah, he's already in the MCU. So we can't use a, we can't use the the dude in in the MCU. Uh, You told, you know what? They can do whatever they want. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's the multiverse. I forgot. All right, well, before we wrap this up, uh, if we're ranking the Phase 4 movies now, where would uh, what would your updated rankings be? Because I think we went over this in uh, Doctor Strange as well. So what would your rankings be now? For Phase 4, um, number one is Spider-Man, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, this would probably be second. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Shang-Chi is second. Um, this would be third. Uh... Doctor Strange would be f- uh, fourth, um, and uh, Black Widow fifth, and then the Eternals of the ten minutes that I watched it before I turned it off because it was bad would be seventh, even though it deserves to be sixth. It does not deserve to be sixth. Um, I, <laughs> Spider-Man, Thor, Doctor Strange, Shang-Chi, Black Widow, the Eternals for me. Yeah. I I think that Thor, just the familiar, the familiarity with the character. It is a fun movie. I, I think that gives it a slight edge over it. Cause I, I think I had Dr. Strange as number two, but Dr. Strange slips to number three in this. So. And you know what my biggest argument for Dr. Strange being number three is. What's up? It's the uh, uh, '90s cartoon X-Men theme that they use when uh, Professor X comes on screen. Oh yeah, so, <laughs> which the more reason to do the fucking X-Men. Just yeah. introduce one, like one or two of them. Da, 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 da. Oh, I'd fucking I'd lose my shit if that that happened again. Like in Wakanda Forever, we get fucking uh, like the post-credit scenes. Wolverine or something like oh like I like every single time I've uh, mentioned a post credit scene I always want it to be just Wolverine's claws going through somebody and then they fall over and then you just see Hugh Jackman's smiling face with blood on it and then it fades to black yeah although I don't I think at this point though I don't think you'll see I can't see him bringing Hugh Jackman back as Wolverine just because well for one thing he's much older now but I think too yeah like he cast such a huge shadow. I think in terms of uh, anybody that's ever been cast in a superhero movie, I think the three, the three actors that have been like 10 out of 10 perfect casting was Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Um, I think that's the Holy Trinity of comic book casting. I don't think it, I mean, that's, MCU, DC. Ryan Reynolds is good as Deadpool. Don't get me wrong, but I'll raise you that. Uh, I'll I'll raise you J. Jonah Jameson. 
I was talking about it as like heroes, but yeah, like oh, yeah, yeah okay. J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. That is perfect as well. Yeah, you can't you can't recast that. No, and I think that was like the smart thing that uh, they did for No Way Home is you didn't you didn't have somebody else play that role. You just but fuck, we'll just bring it back. That's the same with Doc Ock and and Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Can't recast those. <laughs> yeah, I mean those guys are good, but like I could possibly see somebody else playing them but yeah, yeah. there's uh deadpool iron man and wolverine, and wolverine. yeah those would be the 10 the 10 out of 10 guys so um well that's gonna wrap uh this up uh, you got anything you want to add before we uh call it a, a day uh, yeah go see thor it's fun i mean it might not satisfy your craving for uh, MCU uh, lore or uh, a longing for another Avengers movie, but it's still a fun movie to watch. Yeah, I think uh, going forward when we do these, like we just uh, we'll do like a grading scale, like rush out to see it as soon as possible. Definitely see it in a the theater. Wait for it to come out on streaming, or just don't bother at all. So yeah, I'd say this is one. Definitely go see it in the theater. I yeah. don't think you should be in a huge rush, especially nah. when Top Gun Maverick's still playing. And if you haven't seen that yet, I would <laughs> see that one first. Spoiler alert, I haven't seen it. Oh, I'm hey, I didn't spoil anything about the movie. I'm just saying that. <laughs> and I think uh, after Bullet Train comes out, so I think that's the last big movie of the summer, I think we should do... Well, shit, you guys haven't seen Top Gun yet, so maybe... Maybe we'll organize a couch potato field trip where we go see Top Gun Mavericks. I'll fucking be more than happy to plunk money down to see that again. Okay. And yeah. then, because uh, Jurassic World comes out on digital on uh, Thursday, and my son and I were going to go see it in the theater, but we just opted to plunk good... down whatever that's going to cost to watch it at home. Yeah, I would do that. I mean, it's... It's not like, you know, rush out and go see it. Uh, it's not the original Jurassic Park, but after I figured that thing out about the villain, I was like, okay, it's a four out of five instead of a three out of five. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my report on that this weekend. <laughs> and then um, I haven't seen Elvis yet. Uh, Black Phone's coming out on Digital Friday, too. Yeah, I heard Black Phone's supposed to be good. Um, and the Elvis thing is definitely Oscar fodder for sure. Um, I actually have heard pretty good things about that one. Yeah. Um, I haven't it's seen good. Lightyear yet. That one I'll probably I, wait on. Is, yeah. Then, yeah, we have... Really, that's... Nope, and uh, we still got Nope, which I... And planning on seeing opening weekend for sure than Bullet Train. Yeah, Nope looks really great. I'm definitely going to see Nope. And then uh, I think it's – there's nothing until October after that. That's disappointing. Which I, I think that this will uh, – in terms of its box office, I'd seen Thor had one of the lowest – I think it was tied for the lowest uh, cinema – what's that – cinema score when people like mm-hmm. the exit scores when people come out theaters I think it had the lowest one with the Eternals which I thought was kind of weird like it, it's not that bad of a movie no it's not it's not Eternals bad it's it's enjoyable so <laughs> like I, I turned Eternals off after like 10 minutes I was just like no I can't do this yeah so I think Thor has a chance to leg out pretty good box office return yeah based on the fact that it has no competition for I know this week it should still be, but then, yeah, Nope is next week. Then I think Bullet Train's the week after. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, then after that, considering that there's really no nothing good coming out until October, Thor's probably got a shot to leg out a pretty sizable box office return. I don't think it'll do – I'll be shocked if it gets to Doctor Strange's 400, but – I think it'll outdo Ragnarok. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely go see Thor. I highly recommend it. Uh, 
I'm always going to recommend seeing it on the biggest and best screen possible. So if you've got a Dolby Cinema or an IMAX screen in your area, go check it out on that. Yep. All right, and uh, I know coming up, uh, hopefully, if the stars align, uh, our next episode will be where we rank the MCU movies. We give you the, to we give you the definitive top five Marvel movies. Just the MCU, not like the X-Men stuff or Blade or anything like that. Okay. Just the MCU. Are we counting the old Spider-Man movies because technically they're the in, in the MCU now? God damn it, dude. Don't fucking muck it up and like make things more complicated. <laughs> it's going to be anything that has the Marvel Studios banner on it. That's what we're counting. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Because then, like, technically you could bring the fucking X-Men into it because Patrick Stewart was in Doctor Strange. And... True. Yeah. Yeah, no. but we know which, which university came from. We know which university the other guys came from. <laughs> Dude, you're making my head hurt. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, sorry for the slight delay, but, yeah, I wasn't expecting uh, my co-host to come down with COVID. So uh, that put a little bit of a delay on things. So uh, next Tuesday, we'll be back with a brand-new episode. So until next Tuesday, we bid you adieu. And that will do it for today's episode. We hope you guys and gals enjoyed what you heard. Be sure to follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter to get all the latest show updates. If you did like what you heard today, please leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. We drop episodes each and every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on a single episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. So until next Tuesday, we will talk to you guys later.